Hello, and welcome to the show that, despite the pleas of our families and friends, simply will not stop talking about D&D. So, ready your spells and weapons, grab the shiniest set of your math rocks, and prepare for critical friendship. So today we're talking about concepts and characters. So, Blake, and y'all, we have special guests today. How do you want to do this? So we have proof today that uh, not only uh, sad loser guys play D anD. d We have uh, my wife Heather and my wife Ariel. Howdy, hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so essentially, what we're going to do today is we're going to start by talking about the way the book wants you to make your your character versus kind of the way we do it. Um, so there's, there's kind of some debate, uh, between like whether or not you do like the book says and pick your race first, or whether you sit there and come up with a whole concept of your character first, and then kind of delve into it from there. Um, and each of us kind of has our own little process of how we do it. And so that's why we have guests on today to get multiple different perspectives. (laughs) So the way the book tells you to do this process is start by picking your race. So guys there's 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 a lot there's a lot of different races i mean they (laughs) they keep adding more which is a great thing um especially because even with all of the official races they have we still use a lot of homebrew races and Mm. stuff that we got off of the dms guild yeah um so (laughs) you know you can never have too many options except for the times when you do (laughs) (laughs) and then you get overwhelmed and And then you pick human yeah, no. <laughs> or stick to the same two or three races and and, and stick to it. Yeah, that's fair. I've never actually picked a human. Or or <laughs> you or you just decide you're going to do something completely different and out of the box and pick a hippopotamus. I really wanted to do that last time. The gif. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you shoulda. <laughs> we couldn't find the stats. Remember? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have the Morden Canaan's Monsters of the Multiverse book. Yeah. yeah. I could probably find it online though. I wanted it because I wanted to be the gunslinger. Mm, yes. But I also have the oddity of they wanted to be a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just picturing... Um, a giant tooth on the hippo. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just picturing uh, the, the movie Equilibrium where he does the weird like gun martial arts where like he he like fires yeah. and then like moves into these different poses <laughs> to like avoid oncoming oh. fire. Yeah, there's a specific name for that too. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I, I don't remember what it is. Great but, movie, by the yeah. way. <laughs> but as a hippo. Okay, <laughs> the more playful you are with the character, the easier it is to play them and role play it. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 I, I like the way you put that. That's really good. Hippos are great big targets, though. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Dex would have been your high stat, so yeah, it's perfect. You can <laughs> hide in the mountains just fine. Yeah, except the giant pink tutu with you. <laughs> <laughs> well. Now we're just doing the, the, the hippo from the Fantasia movie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty much but exactly with a gun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that crocodile's trying to eat her, and she just pulls a piece on him. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Try me, sucker. <laughs> Don't dare drop me. <laughs> <laughs> Bite me one more time. <laughs> So yeah, the uh, the way the book tells you to do it is start with your race and then move on from there. Now, 
one of the things to think about from picking your race is every single different race that is available in D and D. Um, as long as you're going with, you know, set racial ability score improvements versus the new way where you can customize it and they're more free floating. Um, personally, I prefer the old way, but that's just because that's what I'm used to. You know, if you do it the other way, I mean, you're wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no wrong way of doing D&D, but... Um, <laughs> okay never mind i'll shut up <laughs> um but but each one of them no, has why we're doing this podcast so we don't have to shut up <laughs> right i forgot we love the sound of our own voices <laughs> except for not i hate the sound of my own voice <laughs> um you're only doing D wrong if you're not having fun Exactly. There you go. <laughs> there's there's some wonderful uh, YouTube channels that you can listen to uh, that do that go over D and D horror stories that show that there are definitely wrong ways to play D and D. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> <laughs> but that's really just any game in general. If you're being you know abusive, <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, character creation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but back on topic. Uh, each different race has their own like racial abilities and, and stuff like that, that you have to consider when, when picking. So like, uh, if you want to make like a really tough, like just really hard to kill character, I mean, half orc is going to be a great one because you get knocked to zero hit points and then just decide that you don't want to die. Yep. Uh, halfling, because you're just too mad. Yeah. Halflings <laughs> are, if you want to frustrate your DM and just never roll in at one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so there's, there's that to keep in mind. And then there's also each race is going to have different pluses and minuses to their stats. You know, for example, your, your half orc is not going to be as dexterous as your base half lane, you know, like. Well, I was just going to say, you don't always have to pick the optimal race for your mm-hmm. class too. So yeah. technically when you're not technically, uh, typically you would say, okay, half orc goes well with barbarian, but I really liked my fairy barbarian. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. That she was a fun one. Yeah. And, and also the, the other thing to keep in mind is the flavor of it, you know, like what, what does having one specific race play as this one specific class have that might be fun or entertaining or, or just wacky to you? Like, you know, obviously if you're making a barbarian and you want to optimize it, you know, some of your, some of your bigger, stronger constitution based races are going to be optimal quote unquote, but maybe you want to play a kobold that <laughs> yeah <laughs> is wielding a weapon that's too large for him which i know that rules is written you can't use two-handed weapons as smaller races but it looks hilarious in your own head exactly <laughs> like it's ridiculous and fun why not play play a tiny little grung that's using a maul <laughs> just flavor it like he can't he can't fully swing it so he kind of just throws it upwards and then holds on to the end of the mall and lets the arc just smash down on whoever he's attacking yeah. like it's hilarious <laughs> yeah it's all in how you imagine it and how you how you want to flavor the the attacks exactly and if your dm will allow it <laughs> yeah that's that's always something to consider is is your dm going to let you yeah It's it's funny too because like as much as I'm wanting to go through like each step of these, I'm kind of wanting to go and get into a couple of questions, um, even just from just from race and and all that. Like when you're going through the races and stuff like that, like what speaks to you as 
like when you guys are are picking your your race, what uh, what's the word? Like, why do we choose what we choose? Yeah, why do you choose what you choose? What uh, what tickles your fancy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what sticks out to you? That's the word I was trying to. I liked my phrasing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like yours too, but. <laughs> It typically goes more, I go for class before race, mm-hmm. just because say I want to do a barbarian, I could want to do something big like the elephant one, or I could do... Yeah, the loxodon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one. Uh, or, In the app, it's different. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's, they it's call it different. They call it, so we yeah. use an app called Fifth Edition Character Sheet. It's a great app, but because a lot of the stuff is copywritten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, continue. <laughs> it's very helpful, though. Yeah, if, it's a great if, app. If you're overwhelmed by the books, it definitely simplifies it. All you got to do is click a button and figure, it, and it'll figure out those ads to your race and, mm-hmm. and all that really nicely. Modifiers, proficiency bonuses, calculates everything for you. It's 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 really good, especially for beginners. But mm-hmm. even having played for many years, a lot of the time, like. You know, you can bang out character creation in like 15 minutes, you know. Yeah. Unless you have to pick spells, in which case it'd be a little bit longer. <laughs> but we're not but we're not talking about those right now. <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest things lately, though, that I've been picking for characters is do they have dark vision? <laughs> <laughs> I would say due to a couple of campaigns that we've played lately that have just been like, I can't see. Uh. <laughs> we're in a cave oh we have to do watches every night yep. <laughs> oh there's no sun ever in this scenery ever yeah you're <laughs> you're in low light or no light thanks barovia and icewind dale <laughs> <laughs> so lately i've been picking which one's got dark vision <laughs> a lot of them <laughs> yeah. yep what about you heather um i don't know if i could put like a like a word to what I would pick, but I typically gravitate to either the really big races or the really little races. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. I just do. So just I really one like, extreme or the other. Yeah, yeah. Most of my characters are either like the lizard folk or furbolg or like a halfling or a fairy. Or Goliath. Yeah. When are you going to play a, a kobold? Uh, I don't know. See, Blake likes them like a lot. They're the best race. He says they're the ba- the best, but um, I don't say they're the best. They are the best. That's that's fine. That's your opinion. That, there's there's say, that is subjective. There's there's other races that like can have much better flavor to them and much better like different role play options. But just I mean, come on, their their abilities are so good. Yeah, and we'll get into that a little bit later too. But. I mean, that's not why they're my favorite. I like them just because it's like the tiny little dragon person that's adorable but will absolutely fight you yeah (laughs) and that's totally fair i don't know i just have never had the desire to play kobold yeah i don't know i i liked your uh so so one time we we did a one shot and heather played a goblin that was raised by goliaths and she did a uh uh, primal path of the beast barbarian oh geez (laughs) (laughs) so just this this tiny little goblin that like you know, was was weird and wacky and super competitive because Goliath culture and then like fights would break out and just the claws and teeth would come out and just mm. savagery. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, cool. I just wanted to 
get a uh, feel for that. Um, but you can continue on with. You didn't ask me. <gasps> and you didn't answer it yourself. Oh, sure. no. Fine. <laughs> All right, Blake, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So if you're going to be a. <laughs> a butthole? <laughs> yes, don't mind if I do. <laughs> uh, generally, I don't know. I, I like to pick races that just whatever class I'm playing is going to either add something comedic to it or just something really cool. So like, uh, for example, our buddy Joel, um, he just ran his first D and D session as the dungeon master. And which uh, he did re- very yeah. well. He yeah, did. He awesome. did pretty good. And the character concept I had in mind for that was I want to play something that race and class is just super duper edgy and then have a personality that 100% is not that. Yeah. So, you know, the the class I picked was Bloodhunter, which I don't know how much more edgy you can get than somebody that's cutting themselves to deal more damage to their enemies. Yeah. And then I picked a Drider, which is the Drow, which are already super edgy, but this is one that's been outcast from Drow society because he's been turned into a half Drow, half Spider mutant because he has the disfavor of their goddess. Mm-hmm. So like edgy on edgy on edgy. And then I just made him this super friendly, loud, outgoing, Australian accent goober <laughs> <laughs> because they live down under. <laughs> In the underdark for any of those who don't know that. Yes. <laughs> the the parallels to Australia is, is there's a lot of them. Everything wants to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the things can. Yeah. Um, what about you, Dan? What generally stands out to you and makes you want to pick different races? I generally, I'm very different from all, all y'all. <laughs> Where a lot of you, good Texas lingo, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like everyone that we play with, uh, kind of goes for the weirdest things they can go for or like the biggest or the smallest or the the wackiest or or whatever i most of the time am very overall normal like i go for dwarves i go for vanilla I, i'm very vanilla for some strange reason i you play I, a lot of half elves i play i play elves i play half elves i play humans i play dwarves I have played a tiefling before. Oh, yeah. You um, made Nightcrawler. I'm, I made Nightcrawler, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did play a Leonin once. Um, the Paladin for your, the one-shot, uh, the combat-driven one. The late-night one that you ran oh, after that, everybody that, left. That random one where everybody <laughs> went home early and you and Matt just wanted to keep playing, so I was like, I have a combat prepped. yeah. yeah. <laughs> So for a one shot that's gonna be too long to run right now, but we can do the combat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just I for that one I just I was like, oh, I like big cats, so I'll go for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I have like this idea in my head whenever I I make a character of like, all right, what's the sleekest? What's the coolest? What's the like? I don't know. It's it's very strange the way my my head works and I, I'm trying to kind of get out of that and be a little bit more weird. Um, that's why, even I though mean, this is, what's if, you, if you like being boring, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. We'll just Shots keep saving fire. you. That's okay. 
Was that? I said, we'll just keep saving you. That's okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. In Icewind Dale, there's only really been one time Lelander needed saving, and the rest of the time he's just been absolutely carrying. Yeah. But, but that's the, the only other place. one. <laughs> <laughs> but even that one, he's still an elf. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Traveling in a party of a bugbear, a goliath, a weird sentient mimic thing. And yeah. I'm always the most and, normal one. And there was a mind flayer, too. Yeah. And even though other characters had higher charisma, they were like, hey, you're the one that doesn't look like a freak. You go talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that being uh, <laughs> the the lowest status intelligence. And so I should not be able to <laughs> be smart about things, but at least charisma is OK. <laughs> but um, I, di- I did try to make, even though it was still a vanilla uh race i tried to make my last one that we did a little bit weird like he's a a, uh gray dwarf so he's from the underdark as well very another like very edgy kind of race but he's got like this southern drawl and just kind of like and he wears a cowboy hat and like (laughs) all this kind of stuff and it's just like I thought drawing was what you did with a pen and paper. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is an inside joke. <laughs> our our characters had this banter where one of us would say a word and the other would say something like, you know, southern drawl and I thought drawl was what you did with pen and paper and then no, Dan was drawing. I thought drawing was what you did with a deck of cards. No, that's... <laughs> and so it would just go on and, and on. And it would go on and on and on while Joel sat there behind the DM screen just kind of twitching and waiting for us to shut up. <laughs> and the rest of the party. Well, yeah. <laughs> right, ladies? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Kind of like what they're doing right now. <laughs> Can we just get back to the... Right, so that was race. We have to talk about class now. Yeah, that would oh, probably we have be good. plenty to get to. <laughs> we have no class, so you know. Oh, sorry. You mean like D and D class? Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, moving on to class. So currently, in uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, at least official Dungeons and Dragons, there are thirteen different classes that you can pick from. And those are as follows. Artificer, Barbarian, Bard, Cleric, Druid, Fighter, Monk, Paladin, Ranger, Rogue, Sorcerer, Warlock, and Wizard. And then there's a whole bunch of other homebrew ones that are super fun to play as, but those are all subject to DM approval. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not only that, those were all in alphabetical order, which was kind of fun. <laughs> what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> it's how it lists on the app. Yeah, yes. I, I copied it off of the app. <laughs> he just copied it. <laughs> All right. So, same question to you guys. Like, unless you wanted to cover anything about those specifically. No, the, like, the only thing that's really on um, that I have for like class is like every single one of them plays like pretty differently yeah every single one of them uses a different ability score every single one like is is gonna have very different abilities from each other class like even you would think that like wizard and sorcerer are both like main arcane magic casting classes but like 
they play very differently. They they have access to different spells. They have spells known versus spells prepared, which we'll get into on a different episode. Yes, um, there's way too much that goes into spells and yeah. and stuff to cover in this episode. Yeah, so. and like they cast differently, and they they have different like ways that they can manipulate their magic. So yeah. like even even classes that sound very similar, because like you think of a a paladin, and you're like, oh, it's like a holy knight. Well, but then you have a fighter, and one of the subclasses of fighter is knight. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, it's because they're very different classes. Right. And even those two that are similar, that are generally wanting to be up front in the middle of combat, you know, with a big, sharp, pointy object or a large, blunt object, mm-hmm. even those two are going to be very different play styles. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, same question to you guys. Like, how do you guys go about picking your, your class? Like, what what sticks out to you in, in those, in the list that he gave? Um, after playing a few campaigns, my go-to is what level are we playing? <laughs> that is, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. Because so I absolutely hate rogue at level one and two. Yeah. <laughs> but I love druid at just about any level. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's mostly that or a barbarian where they can automatically be a beast at first level so you really like the uh if we're doing a low level campaign you like the front-loaded classes that are just like you get a bunch of your core abilities right now that are just skip to fifth level yeah. it's far easier <laughs> I mean, it's it's also easier as the dm because mm-hmm. it's like i don't have to wear kid gloves whereas if you're playing first level if you sneeze too hard not even in game you sneeze too hard as the dm and one of your characters just die probably mm-hmm. the wizard yeah <laughs> but like yeah I, I i think from here on out like all the rest of my campaigns i'll be starting at like a minimum third level Yay. yeah yeah <laughs> it's good to get some of the role playing in and all of that and to build the character but honestly half of those classes are just a mess at the beginning yeah well, so I'd just rather just go for fifth level and let's go. It is kind of the point <laughs> a little bit yeah. Yeah. when you're playing a full on campaign. You need to start at the first level because you're you need to be able to build up those those mm-hmm. stats from the beginning in a in a more role play way, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. But we play a lot of like there is some role play, but we do thrive on combat. And that that's also because we have kids. So if we had babysitters, then we might dive deeper into role playing. Yeah. Like we do role play and we do have those moments here and there, but you can only have so many, many of those moments when all of a sudden a kiddo cries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, role play is my favorite aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's super fun. (laughs) But it's far easier when the kiddos are babysat or to be able to dive really deep into that. Yeah. And if we had more opportunity for that, then doing lower levels would definitely be possible. Or if we, any of us weren't as creative as we are and we needed to learn how the character would do things versus I have this set idea in mind. This is what I want to do with this. That's where I want to go with it. And you have that spance Mm -hmm. of an idea then you can go at a higher level from the get-go because you know where that character's going or where they've been. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Heather? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I typically pick Barbarian or Druid, um, mainly because I like the close-up 
fighting. Um, I've learned that over the years. When me and Blake first started playing D and I picked spellcasters, and um, I hate picking spells. I'm just gonna say right here, one of the ones you picked is a full caster. Okay, yes, <laughs> but, but not the way I play them. So that's totally different. But but also that warlock that you made that that first warlock you made was an absolute beast. Yes, and I <laughs> loved her, and she was awesome. But picky piggybacking off of what Ariel said was we have kids now. So yeah. it's a lot harder to play a more in-depth class. So I love Barbarian. One of the reasons I pick Barbarian is because when it's my turn in combat, I don't have to sit there and figure out what I'm doing. I go and I hit them. Yeah. <laughs> what so. do you do, Barbarian? It's your turn. Whack. <laughs> <laughs> and Druids are also nice because you don't get as many components or you have to have a book and write it and learn it and prep it. Right. Who needs I weapons? <laughs> I have teeth. Yeah. <laughs> turn you in, just go into wild shape. Yeah, you turn into a dire wolf and you just, you know. Not only and run through town and deal scare a bu- everybody. <laughs> not only deal a bunch of damage, but you also have pack tactics, which kobolds also have. And <laughs> then when you hit, you drag them to the ground unless they're strong enough to not. Yeah. Yeah. A druid kobold would be good. Druid kobold would be so much fun. <laughs> but then you're doubling up on your pack tactics. Only if you're playing as a dire, or if you uh, wild shape as a dire wolf. There's other animals that give you pack tactics. Yeah, but like, think about it this way. You could turn into like a bear, like a grizzly bear, and then still have pack tactics. That's fair. And multi-attack, which the dire wolf does not get. You wouldn't mm. still get multi-attack because you have the... Bears have multi-attack. Oh, they get a okay. They get a bite and a claw. Okay, I thought, yeah. I was confused. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, I'd say for me, the, the thing that draws me to, to different classes, and it's the same that draws me to the different races, is is what's the flavor of it. Like, yeah. like I, I come up, like when, when I make a character, even if it's just going to be for a one shot, I think of the whole life of the character. What levels I'm going to take in what where I'm going to multi-class, you know, if I'm going to multi-class, what spells I want to take. So like when, when we were playing Curse of Strahd, I knew the maximum level spells that I was going to get. I had his spells picked out all the way to 10th level because I knew we were like the campaign goes from first to 10th level. And so I was like, okay, what am I going to take when, where, so on and so forth. And there was a couple things that changed because I would realize as playing, you know, okay, there's a, there's a hole here in the party that needs to be filled. Okay. If I took something like this, it would help me to fill that role so that somebody else can stay true to what they're making. And not, not to say that I'm not staying true to the character concept that I had in mind. It's just, I can better help the party with yeah. taking this invocate. Cause he was a warlock taking this invocation or grabbing this spell or, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. It just made it a little easier. Yeah, you have access to more that can help than than what you picked. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can kind of go as as the game is going, kind of adjust and yeah. stuff like that, which is cool. And then a lot of the times I would, I would say I hit fourth level and I took this spell. Okay, well, now I'm looking at my later spell lists and going, okay, well, if I took this fifth level spell, it's kind of doubling up on what I took at fourth level, so maybe I'll swap that out for something else. Mm. Yeah. And and it just readjusts and realigns stuff. Like that character when I originally made him was just gonna be a hex blade all the way. Mm-hmm. I got a little bit further in and realized we don't have any healing. Yeah. 
And then I started looking into multi-classing and ended up taking or wanted to take uh, paladin levels. And then that's when I looked into it a little bit more and realized like, holy crap, the the Hexblade Paladin is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It is so strong. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But but I I will not take any kind of multi-class or anything like that unless it fits with the flavor and the character development of the character itself. Yeah. Cause like even, even if it would be optimized for say worm to take a level of fighter, mm-hmm. uh, worm is my fifth level ranger. I could take two levels of fighter and get action surge and, and second wind. Well, that Ooh. doesn't, that doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> my DM just died a little bit considering the possibility of that. <laughs> But, you know, my soul just left my body. Yeah, but but <laughs> that might optimize what he can do, but it doesn't make sense for him as a character. Yeah. So even if it would make him even stronger than he already is, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. He's more about subtlety. So he's five levels of ranger and he's taking everything else rogue because it's more about waiting for that opportune moment to strike a blow and do as much as he can with that one hit and then get out of there. Yeah. What about you, Dan? So it's funny because I was going to kind of get into this a little bit later in in the episode of just like how I how I create characters as a whole is I'll I'll look at something in either pop culture or in my, you know, superheroes or or comic books or or whatever and I'll be like, "Okay, how can I make something similar to that? So like I said, or like we said earlier, I made a Nightcrawler tiefling. Um, very, very much flavored with all his spells being very teleportation um, uh, central and, and stuff like that. And then with the class, I had three different ways, uh, three different classes that I could do that would pour into that flavor mm-hmm. so like each one that i picked i i think i did uh fighter echo knight echo knight um which was the subclass um what was it i think uh, you did cleric. cleric yeah cleric and then uh rogue That's i think i had a couple of four no, no. i had echo knight fighter together was was yeah one. that's the subclass of <laughs> um so each one of those had something that would like i said pour into the teleportation and the the um the sword fighting that nightcrawler does in in x-men um also like again with like the race and stuff the, he's basically a tiefling just without the horns um yeah. and stuff like that so Tief- it's just tieflings don't have to have horns dan well yeah no i'm <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like when you picture a tiefling you picture horns horns and a tail yeah um I mean, most of the time most of the time yeah but yeah i mean that's basically what i do is i'll i'll, I'll take a concept of either storyline or with um just a character concept that i've seen before and i'm like okay how do i make that what are some of the other crazy ones that you've made, Dan? <laughs> uh, I okay, so I've made 
uh, Gambit. I've made Gambit. Spider-Man. I've made Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I've made uh, Kurt Wagner. I've played... Um, uh, Who was Logan? Was he anybody in particular, or were you just making gener- one, generic I, McHuman Rogue? That was basically generic McHuman Rogue. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I was modeling him after uh, class wise after uh, Critical Role's um, uh, Goblin uh, Arcane Trickster Rogue. Got um, it. But I just didn't want to do the goblin. I wanted to do something more vanilla. <laughs> Generic make human rogue. Right. But still with those same powers and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. or not powers, but abilities. Yeah. So I've I've made so many more characters, but <laughs> I think those are the main pop culture superhero ones, but now I need <clears throat> now I need to like make Superman or something. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, like finding something that will give you that amount of power. Oh, I'll find it. I'll and, find it somewhere. And and better luck finding a DM that will allow you to literally play as Superman. <laughs> I'll let you do it. Hey, hey. I like your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I like her too. <laughs> Ariel has DM some too, so. What what would you say? Would you let it slide? Yeah. Yeah. See, I like my wife too. Yeah. See, we we were. <laughs> That's we were... also because the two of us only do one shots and not full campaigns. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> the, 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 the t- we we were we were talking about a uh, a very specific character build before we started recording called the Coffee Lock. That's a warlock sorcerer cleric hybrid class that basically if you read rules as written, we'll give you unlimited spell slots, assuming your DM lets it. And I was talking about it and like the, the things that you have to do to build this character. And, (laughs) and Dan was like, that could be interesting. I was like, I don't think I would allow it at my table because like I allow a lot of stuff. Unlimited spell slots for me is a little bit too far. (laughs) (laughs) But then I said, I would allow it with some provisions. I would allow it full on for a one shot. Yeah. But in a campaign, I would either, like I said before, it would be a hard balance to find a way to nerf it without making the player feel like they were being singled out by their stuff being nerfed. Right, yeah. Or just put an ancient dragon, a <laughs> purple worm. <laughs> well, that's what you do against a party of all clerics. Yeah. <laughs> should be like, Tiamat, and guess what? For some reason, there's another one. (laughs) (laughs) Tiamat, but plus one. (laughs) Tiamat, Tia Dave. (laughs) Oh, I was was thinking Super Fight, uh, where like you put down a a, a card and it's like, but there's a hundred of them. Oh, (laughs) jeez. No, thank you. Imagine if we ran a one shot like that, just flipping those cards oh over. Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun! <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> Can we do that? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> there's, there's Doesn't... also, there's also the way where instead of rolling dice, you draw cards against humanity cards. Where it's like, it's like, all right, fighter, it's your turn. What do you do? Draws card, bees. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then you have to like, like sit it. there and interpret what that card actually means your character does. But it has to fit in the parameters of that card, which would be fun until you got some of the really... We Weird. would take those cards. Out. Yeah, nah. yeah. No, you gotta leave them in. I'm not playing that game. So it, it'd be, you know, some of them would be really easy. You know, like being a mother flipping sorcerer. Like, hey, you know, you're playing a sorcerer. You just get to do whatever you want on your turn. <laughs> or a bard. Bard would fit most of those. That, that would be yeah. the that would be the David Bowie riding riding in on a tiger made out of lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Nice. <laughs> So what the book says to do next is now you set your ability scores. You set your ability scores. Um, And there's several different ways of doing this. Um, We actually use a method that is not in the book. It's similar to the book, but not in the book because I wanted to be nicer to my players and it just kind of caught on. Like Mm. I, I got it from a YouTube channel that they were like, we've tried it a bunch of different ways and we've tried it this way and we really tend to like it. And I was like, okay, well I'm going to try that because I was up till that point having people roll for stats. Mm -hmm. And we had one character that didn't have a single stat of like beneath a 14. And then we had one character that had like a four and a six and an eight. (laughs) Which if you listen to the, the previous episode of ours, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, and, and you can still have a lot of fun with that character. Well, yeah, of course. But it depends on where you're for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but when yeah. you when you actually get into certain scenarios, yeah, it's like you're you're gonna get into a combat and you have a character that has those stats and everybody's gonna be you know running in and doing crazy damage and all these awesome things and your guy's like just trying to like pick himself up off the ground and find <laughs> where he stashed his dagger. <laughs> a flower <laughs> well not even because if you put four. your four into con then you literally die when you level up so actually oh. that that is that's bad. That, that that was something that i thought for a while but it's it's you get a minimum of one hp okay so five. even if you have like a negative three tier constitution modifier and you roll a one you still get that one to hp on your level up <laughs> Well, it's never come into play. We yeah, I, about I, used, yeah I used to think that if you dumped Khan and had a negative, then you could level up, roll a one, lose three hit points, and then die. <laughs> That's terrible. I double-checked that rule. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a couple different methods, and uh, one of these we'll actually try out here, is rolling for your stats. Hey, all right. Let's try so, this. All right. Uh, does one of you want to do the 3d6 method and the other one do the 4d6 method? I've got the four. Okay. Here, I can write them down for you. And by the way, we have some very hefty metal dice. (laughs) They sound lovely. Would you like to go first, Ariel? All right, so we're doing the three, and I got a 14. Wow. Pretty good, pretty good. Not bad at all. Do we roll ones in this one or not? Nope. Okay. Uh, that would be a nine. I will give you one mulligan okay. where you can re-roll one of your stats. Nine isn't terrible. Uh, 13. Okay. Okay, that's not bad. <gasps> uh, 13. Nice. So far, not a terrible character. <laughs> ah! Run away! <laughs> Run away, dice! Run away, dice! Uh, 12. Okay. That one more, right? Uh, yeah, you need you need six total. And thirteen. All right. 
Did you so, want to mulligan the nine? So. But if you roll worse than a nine, you keep it. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially the way this works is you roll three six-sided die or D6. I said it in the last episode. That is how we are going to refer to the dice because it's <laughs> easier, faster, and it's the proper lingo. So you roll three D6 and then you add the totals of each of those dice together. And that is your stat. And then some DM make you roll in order. So like, oh, I rolled a nine. Okay, that goes into your strength. That's just mean. That's really mean. That's old school DM right there. Well, that's just mean. (laughs) But uh, some of them. after you pick your class. (laughs) Up to the DM's grace. Old school D&D was brutal. (laughs) I'm glad we don't live in the 80s. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) For many reasons, but. You know, our our hobby is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's yeah. one method. Okay. The second yeah. method is... So, second, yeah, so yeah. You, you, you roll those 3d6, you add them up, and then you assign them for where you want those abilities to go. The other method is you roll 4d6, it's a little bit kinder, and then you drop the lowest number and add the three other ones together. All right. So, Dan, go ahead. So here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll this right up next to the mic. I will say some DMs Ooh. let you re-roll ones, not yeah. all. Yeah. So, okay. So I have 11, 12, 13, 14, and the lowest is a one. So, so obviously not keeping that. Not keeping that. <laughs> so that's, what did I say? 14? 14. 14. That sounds very nice on the it, microphone, Dan. It does. <laughs> Uh, oh goodness, this is bad. Uh, <laughs> I see a two in there, and that's so one of the ones na- you're keeping. Uh, that's a okay. It's nine. Okay, that's not bad. Not terrible. The last, the fourth one was a one. Mm. Uh, we've got ooh ten twelve. Okay, so the lowest is a two, so that's thirteen again. Okay. So far, not bad. Uh, we've got. 11. 11. Another one is the lowest. <laughs> yep. There we go. Okay, we've got, ooh, three threes, but I also have a four, so that's uh, 10. Okay. How many more? One. Okay, we've got uh, five, four, two, or sorry. Five, four, three. So that is 12. Okay. And the lowest was a two. So, yeah. And so at this point, your DM might allow mulligans and say, hey, you can pick one of those stats and re roll it. However, with a mulligan, say Ariel rolled that nine on hers and she rolls again, the highest you can possibly get it is an 18. The lowest you can possibly get is a three. So, and uh, if you have a three in a stat, you basically are cripple in some way or another. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you would take those stats, you would allocate them to where you want them to go, and then you would add your racial bonuses to it. So, like, for example, um, tieflings get a plus two to charisma and a plus one to intelligence. Now, that is the standard tiefling. There, There's variants and stuff like that, but... You would then add, like, you'd, you'd put those stats out, you'd add plus two to your charisma, plus one to your intelligence, and then there you go. You have your stats. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Um, does take a little bit more time because a lot of times you have some of those dud stats and you, you got to figure out where you want to put them and 
and but yeah, it can still be kind of fun in, in a way because number one, you're still rolling dice, which is one of the best parts of the game to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love rolling dice. Um, the sound, <laughs> the sound of it is awesome, especially when you're doing multiple. Yeah, um, that damage. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, casting fireball. That was the best part of that one. <laughs> one shot and with um, with big heavy metal dice like dan just used uh the damage sounds like it hurt too <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i i like that in in a way like the obviously the the numbers i got weren't the best you're not terrible they weren't terrible either so most of them were over 10 so yeah. you know that's that's pretty good yeah the lowest y'all, was a nine but yeah y'all actually had very similar rules mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're very close so it, it can create balance, but no, it can also be. The highest was 14 on death. Well, I mean, like, oh, one oh, more yeah. 14 than mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. So it, it can create balance, but then also in the example of that party I talked about earlier, like, it just. It was rough because yeah. we, we had most of the characters were pretty strong, and then there was just one that had these stats that were. <laughs> they were just garbage. And I was like, hey. Uh, Reroll those. <laughs> or like the other day when I did this roll attempt of the four die and I got a 18, a 17, a 16, an 18, a 12. Yeah. And so it was stacked. Yeah. Well, some well. sometimes you get that. Like the literal first character I ever made, I was learning how to play the game, open rolled in front of the other people. And I, I was going to be the DM, but I was making a character because I didn't know any better. I didn't understand how awful it is to have a DMPC following the party around and <laughs> <laughs> mistakes were made. I was a DM before I was a player. So, yeah. um, and like I open rolled it and I got six 18s, which is just stupid. That's broken. Yeah. Like even as a player, I don't want to play that character yeah. because it's, it's literally the song. Anything you can do, I can do better. Because, like, all you have to do is make that person a rogue, and it's just like, I don't need any of you because (laughs) my modifiers to all of these are going to be insane. Yeah. (laughs) So I retired Mm. that character, uh, never deleted his character sheet because then I later used him as one of the henchmen for my BBEG. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) He ended up casting Gios on one of the party members and had her go and poison everybody else. It was great. (laughs) That's rough. It was fun. Um, but yeah, so uh, Dan, you actually talked about uh, a way of rolling um, the other day that actually piqued my interest. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, you said you roll those 4d6, drop the lowest, or yeah, drop the lowest, and then you use those as like a, a pool to do the point by. I think Ariel actually said Oh, that. you did? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that, that kind of brings us to one of the other uh, methods of determining stats is point by where all of your stats start at an eight and then you're given 27 skill points that you can allocate out however you want. You're basically buying attributes. Right. Um, But once you hit 13, uh, to go to 14 and to go to 15, each one of those is going to cost you two skill points. Oh, okay. Okay. And then the highest it will let you go in buying them is 15. Gotcha. So if you have a plus two in that stat, the highest stat you will have is a 17. Okay. Which is... Yeah, that's not... It's a solid stat, you know. But to get that, like, it's possible to get three 15s, but then you're going to have three eights, 
You yeah. Know? So you're you're going to be really good at three things and pretty piss poor at three other things. Yeah. You know, like um, that's that's rough. Which <laughs> which when Ariel when when you brought up the rolling your dice and then adding just making those like a a, a pool for doing point by, I was like, you know that that's actually kind of cool. So like just take one of their their sections of roles and then what what do we end up with how many skill points do we end up with just with one of them they were pretty similar what did we get give me a second i gotta find them no no seconds no seconds you were trying to be a math major before do it now 16 (laughs) okay so 36 plus 12 is 48 plus 9 is 57 plus 14 is 71. Mm-hmm. 71. So 71. That might actually make a pretty broken character, so that might not be the best. Well, no, it might be set. okay if you start at like zero. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, if your stats start Don't at zero. Start oh, yeah, that's, that's that, fair. That, or you just take the number, my, each of those numbers minus eight. So you only have what's left after eight. Yeah, that's fair. So minus eight, 16, 24, 32, 48. Sure, I don't know. Yeah. So that number so minus 70, 48. That's 73. Minus 23? Okay. So it's a little bit less than doing point by. It depends on which know. roll, though. Yeah. But if it's less than, then you, you may be able to get away with not doing the full uh, point by method. You can also just do it where you could go higher and yeah. not two per Yeah. at that point. Yeah. That, that's, that's actually a fair point. Bye. There's that's several different fair. ways. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but we don't this do is any why of those. I have like no. three friends. <laughs> the one that we typically do is well, there's there's actually well, yeah yeah there's there's actually one other that we sort of base what we do off of, and it's the fixed ability score, which via what the book says, it's you start you just have these as your your base stats, and then you add your racial bonuses on top of it. So you start with 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, 8. and then. Allocate those out to whichever ability abilities you want them to go into, and then you would add your racial bonuses on top of that, giving you fairly balanced, like you're going to have one thing you're pretty good at, one thing you're not so great at. Yeah. Um, we tend to go a little bit more generous with the uh, fixed ability score, which we do fixed ability score, and I give these numbers out, and you can put them wherever you want. Dan also does the same thing. I was saying, I want to say them because I, I think I have them memorized. Okay, let's see. I have them written down. <laughs> Go. 17, 15, 13, 12, 10, 8. Correct. Ayo! Yeah. <laughs> and, and because that has worked so well and because everybody makes their, their classes something different, they generally tend to... Like, you don't have overlapping stuff where, like, okay, I chose strength as my high stat. And then this guy over here also chose strength as his high stat. And Khan is a second high stat. Like, you might have that, but generally one of those characters is a fighter. And then the other one's a barbarian or a paladin or something like that. So even though they have similar ability score, like, lineup, they have very different abilities. Yeah. Cool. And that that seems to just be kind of like a a fair, easy way of doing that. Because, again, you're going to be specialized in one thing. You're going to be pretty terrible at something else. (laughs) (laughs) So jumping off point from what we've done so far, doing the how do you pick a race, how you pick a class, how do you get your stats started, 
we thought it might be interesting just to jump in and do a quick character build right now and see what happens and uh, and each go kind of into how we start off with building that character and and building that personality because it's all of four words you start off with and you have to jump off from there yeah yeah <laughs> like and and everybody has a different method to their madness and tonight i am not doing my normal thing <laughs> <laughs> so right. who wants to go first Dan, you're the one that said you had the full concept ready. That's true. That is I, very true. I intentionally left it very vague just to see what, what <laughs> sprung up from throwing some random crap together. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so basically I'm, I am going through my normal way of, of making a character. Um, and I did, I did pre-build this, but I'm, I'm going to go with you guys and, and build this again. Um, so basically the, the concept that I had for this character was... I wanted to make a, a little young boy who is off on adventure and just is absolutely nuts and crazy and just like wants to have fun. So does boys just want to have fun? Boys want to have fun. <laughs> so he's going to be a uh, what did I say? He was a ten-year-old human. So I'm picking human in my character app which because again you're is basic because i'm basic um so yeah so i'm going uh human he's gonna be 10 years old um i'm going to do the mark of making which uh blake had said was in uh, i believe it's uh guild master's guide to ravnica if it's not that then it's in eberron okay um, and again, we're using the uh, 5e character. Yeah, it's called 5th edition character sheet. Uh, if you find it in the app store, it's available on both Android and iPhone. Yeah. Uh, it looks like just a little green cartoon D20. Yeah. And it's just called 5th edition character sheet. It's fantastic. We can post a link on the uh, on the Instagram. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, so then the next thing, um, and I... I would go over what the making thing does for you, but I can't remember, so I'm going to just go on to class. Uh, <laughs> uh, the class I'm going to go with is Warlock. Yeah. And then because he is a little 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 boy that just is kind of off doing silly stuff, I went with the urchin background. Very nice. A little bit which, wild where the wild things are. Kinda, which yeah. <laughs> which backgrounds is one of the things we didn't really super get into because there there's a lot of them. Essentially all the background is is it's like what were you doing before you became an adventurer? Yeah. Either you had a job or you were like a a, a city watchman or an urban yeah. urban bounty hunter or something like that. It's where you came from and it's just gonna give you a couple like skill proficiencies or a toolkit. And then some it also like does role something play in options. the world, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like for um, just for an example, Lelander, he's a folk hero. Yeah, uh, it gives him uh, the ability to find shelter in in a city that he's uh, the folk hero in. So mm -hmm. something like that. Lonelywood, Lonelywood. Yeah, that was loud. <laughs> Lonelywood. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's my that's the uh, the four options in the beginning of this. So who wants to go next? I'll go, I guess. We'll go clockwise. Um, but uh, 
it just depends on the campaign, what character I go for and how I go about it. To this one, I just went for one of my most favorite race and, and classes overall, playing-wise. Um, so I did a Genasi. I've done Air Genasi, which is a lot of fun. Uh, did a little bit of Fire Genasi in a one-shot. That was pretty fun, but I didn't get to go full throttle with that one. <laughs> but this time, I'm going to do a Water Genasi and see what happens. Ooh, water breathing. Um, and, and then... speed. I'm doing Druid, which is my favorite class overall, because you can do some melee, but a lot of uh, ranged attacks with your spells. And then you can do close up with uh, Wild Shape, which is a lot of fun and a, a strong build type. And then being Water Genasi, we went Sailor. Ah, there you go. Very nice. Awesome. Very nice. Sailor background. Okay, um, so in the last two seconds... Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Quick question. Mm-hmm. What kind of druid are you making? Is it going to be a moon druid? Because if That's, it is, then you did the sailor moon, moon. Mm-hmm. druid. That is my favorite type of <laughs> druid. It is the best da, druid. It's da, the da, only da. druid. So. I've done a couple of the other ones, like the circle of the star. Heather just gave me like, crap earlier for saying that Moon Druid was the only type of druid. Moon Druid is the best. Is and now best. here she is saying the I mean, same thing. Mine as well. Be. I was just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so I took a note from Dan here, and I'm going to base my character off a different character. Ooh. Yeah. So um, I actually did this character kind of oh, sort of i know exactly who you are now played, but <laughs> it never lasted long enough for it to come to like the full uh, fruition yeah anyways um so i'm gonna make a satyr barbarian <laughs> with the background of athlete um and it's totally gonna be coach hedge from the percy jackson series but ah, okay she will be a girl because i play girls <laughs> so you need a uh a, a baseball bat and uh, a whistle (laughs) that you carry on you at all times basically coach hedge is um terrible at his job really headstrong and just dives into combat um but is actually really really bad at it i probably won't make her terrible at combat Mm. but um his catchphrases are things uh memorable like die (laughs) Uh, so this was supposed to be pan but um Uh, okay she's dead now so gotcha Okay. Um, so normally I, I would do the whole thing where I, I come up with a full character concept and I say, hey, I want to make this thing. And then I choose my race and class and everything based off of that. But today I was like, you know what? Let's let's play a little bit more loosey goosey. Um, I didn't even know what I was going to make until like 10 minutes before we got to, you know, <laughs> here. Preparation. <laughs> I did a lot of other preparation. I yes. did not prep for this part. Hey, this um, is prep for a true one shot. Hey, you guys want to come over because I really need D and D right, right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like, be at my house in an hour, and we're gonna run something and be goofy. <laughs> Pretend to be wizards for an hour. More like four hours, like five hours. Um, so I chose a class that I've played in one one shot before and i have made several of them and then never played as them just because generally i look at it and i find a different idea that i get more excited about because whatever i make first for the one shot is not the thing i play as i go through four different character creations and then finally go oh wait no i want to play as this (laughs) um so i actually am going to make a paladin today um 
because and you said you were a tiefling. Yes, I'm going to make a tiefling with the Levistus heritage, um, which will give me a plus two to charisma and then a plus one to constitution. Oh, good. Somebody will have charisma. <laughs> That's usually my dot stat. Well, he's, he's a warlock. And, yeah, but he's and, a yeah. 10-year-old boy. Yeah. I know. But, but again... <laughs> he's charisma out the butt. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're <laughs> but again, I'm, he's cute. <laughs> I'm designing this character off of looking at what he's going to be as a whole and thinking what he's going to be like later on. So I, I took the haunted That's one. Broken. But but I'm looking forward, so it'll it'll become a little bit more clear what I'm doing when we start doing the ability score allocation and stuff like that. Yeah. But I've already thought ahead of like, hey, this is how I'm going to level him up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took the the haunted one background, um, just because it it generally just like people can tell when they look at you that like you've been through some stuff and they they try to help you in any way that they can, and then it gives you the monster hunters pack, which. Gives you like holy water and manacles and wooden stakes and like fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff we need. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, uh, Levistus, Tiefling, Paladin. We'll get into more of that later. Yeah. So I did want to throw in another little thing in here. Um, another part of character creation when you're creating a party um, is figuring out if you know each other going into the party. And I just had a fun idea about how our characters know each other heather is if you're a coach like you could be my coach as a 10 year old little boy he could be the demigod that you're protecting (laughs) boom because that's coach hedge's whole job is to find demigods and protect them and bring them to you know keep them safe until they can be trained (laughs) but yeah i just thought that was a really cool like like different way to because normally it's blake and i that know each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) either we've made uh, brothers we've made like under dark people that may or may not know each other yeah things like that but i never get to interact with like i've interacted with ariel's characters before one of them one of them and one of them y'all were a couple no barely so it was like a beginning couple it was a star-crossed lover kind of thing no like first love uh in teenage years and now we're in our 20s and we still care about each other type yeah. not necessarily like joined at the hip type right which for me it was i'm completely still in love with her but she's kind of like keeping me at arm's length kind of thing <laughs> but now i get to have one where i know heather's character which yeah, that'll I'm, be fun. I'm excited about that it will be fun and then i'll be the one that transports you to all these far off places to find the demigods yeah. <laughs> There you go. On my sailboat. Uh, you want to be one of my demon gods? Well, seeing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, seeing as how I plan on making him either an oath of vengeance or an oath of conquest paladin. So you're the bad guy. <laughs> no. no he's, he's, oh, he's, 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 he's the, a, the actual lightning thief. <laughs> you haven't yeah. read those books. He's a ship. I've watched I'm, the movie. That, that does not, not count. Same thing. <laughs> Does not count, Daniel. Okay, no, but you, we'll find a spot for you. Yeah, I mean, he could, he could just be like the combat teacher, like the swordsmanship teacher. (laughs) Yeah, if we're already there, are we already there? He could have come out to to help. Or when we're not transporting, uh, to help find demis, we'll. Monster hunting in the ocean together. And and, and he's a he's a he's a weird horned goat creature with hooves. He could be satyr adjacent. (laughs) 
I love it. I mean, okay. Camp Half-Blood has all kinds of non-humans that work there, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, yeah, find different ways of uh, building each other yep. and, and yeah. finding each other. And other times it's, hey, you, you want to drink next to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You meet in the tavern. You meet in the tavern. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I like the, uh, the uh, Elder Scrolls type of opening where it's like, you're in the middle of either a jailbreak or ah, an execution. Awake, oh, you're finally awake. You were caught crossing the border with that horse thief over there. <laughs> the Rickroll of the video game world. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, All so. Right. Going into uh, uh, stat allocation. So, Oh, you got that? Oh, see, I got, I got uh, skill proficiencies from my background. Oh, yeah, mine just goes into ability, of course. Some backgrounds let you choose some skill proficiencies. Ooh. Haunted One is one of them. Well, you might want to go through that, then. <laughs> so uh, I get to select two skills, uh, being Haunted One background, either Arcana, Investigation, Religion, or Survival, and I get to pick two of those, which, seeing as how he's a paladin, I'll take Religion, and probably Arcana, because of what I want to multi-class him into later. And that's the really cool thing about the app is like, even if you didn't know that that was something your class got, your the app is going to pop up and tell you to do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And, and it, you don't have to search through ten different books. Yeah, and it spells it out really nice for you, and you just check little boxes. Yeah, like it. It literally mine just says like select two skills, and then it has those four with a little checkbox, and you just go bloop bloop. Yeah, and then it does all the math for you. So it, it really is. It's a helpful tool. Yeah. It'll add your pulse bone to it. <laughs> crap guide um, to D&D come on <laughs> which we'll have to uh, put a link in there for that too for, 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 for the, character creation oh yeah absolutely how to, idea. or it's like how to use the character sheet yeah yeah that'll be fun <laughs> <laughs> <Whoop -em. laughs> um, okay so I'm just gonna real quick go through these um, but knowing that I'm a warlock uh, charisma is gonna be my high stat so I'm putting the 17 there hey same um, then, uh, I went constitution is 15. Hey, same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> intelligence, I went with the 13. Um, dex is 12. Hey, same. <laughs> Not the intelligence, but the other one. Yeah. Uh, wisdom is the 10 and strength is the 8. And then I also get a racial stat bonus, uh, uh, plus two to intelligence and plus one to another one, which I did charisma. I added to my charisma. Um, and then I Very good. hit next, and now is where I do the, the skills. And that'll be the skills you get for your class. Correct. Um, which I think... We'll let everybody do their yeah. ability score allocation, and then we'll get into yeah. skill proficiency. So typically for druids, it's usually around wisdom as your primary. Or so I tend to do wisdom first, um, and then either con or dex is my second. Typically, those are always so. good ones to go. <laughs> as we talked about last time, dexterity is the god stat of D and D. Yeah, but con is is. Con is the one you never want to well. have a minus in. You always want at least a plus one in your constitution. Yeah. Because your bonus, every time you level up, you add your con bonus to it. and Or con modifier, I should say. 
Dan, we're repeating ourselves from I the last know, episode. I know, I know, but it's important. So with the Genasi <laughs> and being a druid and being more of a distance spellcaster, I tend to drop my strength and my charisma as my low stats. Though, if I'm a sailor and I'm supposed to be captaining it, then I should probably have a little bit of charisma, just a tad. <laughs> so the dump stat's going to be strength is 8, charisma is 10, intelligence 12, con is 13, dex 15, wisdom 17. But racially, I get a plus 2 to con and 1 to wisdom. Balancing them out a little bit. So you're a captain. Potentially. Now I'm just thinking of... Uh... Captain on deck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have added skill set. So it automatically gives me athletic and perception. Um, that's, so That's what we'll do next. Oh, okay. You're jumping ahead, Ariel. <laughs> Jeez, <gasps> Ariel. I have sleight of hand and stealth for my automatic oh. ones. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so <Nobody> cares, Krillin. <laughs> Quack. Go ahead, babe. <laughs> All right. So for Barbarian, it's pretty straightforward. Um, strength is most likely you're going to want to have as your high stat. That's what I would recommend. So that's where I put my 17. Uh, dexterity is a 13. Constitution's a 15. Intelligence is a 10. Wisdom, 12. And Charisma, 8. Honestly, for this character, though, I would totally... Um, I would take worse in my intelligence and wisdom if I could and bump it to other ones, <laughs> which would be a... Um, question for your dm a question for your dm or like a benefit of doing the point by or yeah. something like that just because if i am going true coach hedge character he, he is kind of dumb he's really dumb <laughs> and he is not charismatic i mean like he's he thinks he is but yeah. it's not right so hey he kills it with the air spirits it's true he drew it does yeah um but him. for a savior <laughs> i actually get a plus two to charisma which is unfortunately gonna bump my charisma to a 10 and i'm not super in love with that but it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and again, that's that's a that's thing you average. could that's a thing you could you could talk to your DM about. And and obviously with the the new rules for for how they've made um, ability score improvements, free floating, uh, with with the release of uh, Mordenkainen's Monsters of the Multiverse, they took all of the set ability scores that you get from different races, and they just said, hey, you know, Tieflings have a plus two in one and a plus one in another. Put those where you want. Hmm. Yeah. So you could always talk to your DM and, and that definitely adjust has as you its, has you its benefits. But yeah. 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 But sometimes it makes more sense that, you know, an orc has a plus two in its strength and a kobold does not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Blake. Go okay. for it. So again, with a future concept in mind, I did something a little bit odd for a paladin. Uh, because generally with a paladin, you want your strength, charisma, and constitution to be highest, generally speaking, in that order. Um, but I actually made my strength score a 13, uh, which for a paladin is the bare minimum to yeah. play this class. Interesting. Uh, I made my dexterity a 12 because I plan on wearing heavy armor and just ruining the stealth of anybody who wants to be sneaky. <laughs> uh, okay, she can cast pass without trace. Mm -hmm. She can cast pass without trace. There you go. But I still have disadvantage, so. <laughs> <laughs> but a plus 10 will help, at least. Plus 10 will help. Um, so dexterity is a 12, um, because I don't really need it. Uh, constitution is going to be a 15, um, which with playing a Levistus lineage tiefling, I'm going to get a plus one to constitution, bumping it up to a nice round 16. He okay. just wants to drink. <laughs> <laughs> 
And what's wrong is he, with that? <laughs> say, is he Baptist? Uh, <laughs> or no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did say he was haunted. <laughs> so <laughs> he, He's drinking away the haunting. As uh, To quote Welcome to Night Vale, if you see something, say nothing and drink to forget. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Constitution of 15, bumping it up to a 16 with that plus one con from being a LaVistus tiefling. That's going to get me a... Fairly good modifier, pretty decent HP. Uh, intelligence, eight. Um, he's not the brightest knife in the crown box, you guys, but, you know, he solves problems in other ways. <laughs> Generally with a stab. Um, or with drinking. Or with drinking. There you go. <laughs> and grog. <laughs> uh, his wisdom's a 10 because I, I kind of had to balance or decide whether or not I wanted a good intelligence score or a good wisdom Basically, it came down to I would rather him be a little bit more perceptive than book smart. Yeah. Um, and then I gave him a charisma of 17 because oh. I plan on taking a three level dip later on in Hexblade, okay. which will make charisma my main stat. Okay. Because Hexblades get to use charisma as their attack and damage modifiers. Right, right, right. Which is why they pair so well with paladins because paladins use charisma for their spell casting and stuff like that, mm-hmm. as do hexblade warlocks, and it just kind of rounds out the nice melee and magic gish type character. Nice, I like it. And then my charisma gets a plus two for being a tiefling, which will bump it up to a solid nineteen. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> All right, Sedan. So Let's go through this part real quick because I want to get to something. Yeah, skill else. skill proficiencies. Go. Skill proficiencies. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to remember what I actually did because I don't think I I really made this a, a <laughs> big thing. So um, I don't even know. What do I want? Would you like to circle back and go to somebody else first? Sure. Go ahead, Ariel. Go for it. Okay. Uh, so for mine, I automatically get athletics and perception and uh so the added options that they give is like animal handling arcana insight medicine nature um religion and survival for my character being out and about ship handling things like that definitely survival would be one to me and being a druid nature's tend to it tends to be a high one yeah (laughs) so and and nature can absolutely apply to seafaring exactly and then the survival will help you with navigation exactly excellent choices okay um so mine automatically gives me acrobatics athletics performance and persuasion um and going for my coach hedge idea we're gonna go and add intimidation and nature (laughs) as my two there you go cool all right, so mine, um, I already have Arcana and Religion, and then I get to pick from Athletics, Insight, Intimidation, Medicine, and Persuasion. And I'm kind of somewhat thinking of this guy as the negotiator of the party because we're not going to leave that up to a child. And What? Yeah, we're not going to leave no, that we, up to a child. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to be able to talk people down after Coach Hedge's... Uh, Outburst. Diplomacy is just <laughs> screaming, die, and swinging a baseball bat with a reckless attack. I don't know why that would ever affect someone negatively. So the two I'm going to choose <laughs> <laughs> are going to be persuasion, 
because we need that. Mm-hmm. And then just in case we need somebody to be real scary, I'll take intimidation. Which That's fits haunted. Also my job. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. Because I love Your charisma's it. a ten. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, we'll we'll put it this way. We'll we'll do like the help action where like I'm intimidating them and you're standing up front and they're getting all scared, but it and you think it's because you're real scary, but really they're just looking behind and just seeing me standing there just like that's actually perfect because then I think it's me, but it's not me. And I exactly. Love it. it allows your character to live that fantasy mm-hmm. and it allows me to do my job. Love it. And you're taking the help action and I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for mine, um, I, I went with, or so it gives me sleight of hand and stealth, um, but it all, or so it gives me the choices of arcana, deception, History, intimidation, investigation, nature, and religion. But so one of them, one of the ones I took was it went with the charisma because that's my high stat was deception. I went with deception because he's a little kid. He probably lies a lot. Um, <laughs> Children are never liars. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. Uh, <laughs> so for the the second one that I did, it's kind of interesting the way I thought about it. It has nothing to do with my actual character, but. Or, like, the, the the build of the character. But I was like, you know what? He's small. So I went with investigation. So I was like, maybe mm-hmm. he could, like, get into small places and, like, check yeah, stuff that out. That would be fun. And what kid doesn't take everything apart? That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like with me, as your, if, like, if I was your dungeon master, I would allow you to take one of the, like, small races feats, like Squirmy, mm. that lets you squeeze into small spaces there without having go. to make checks. That's... Yeah. Perfect. We well, use Charlotte for that all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, we dropped something down in that crevice in between the couch and the wall. Like, go get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What do you guys have next? Is it your... Uh, hit points. Hit, hit points, points and stuff? Yeah. Okay. So, so you do maximum plus your constitution. I have something before that. Oh. I actually have something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have to select my warlock archetype. Oh, um, yeah. So it gives me the... Um, uh, Archfey, Celestial, Fathomless, Fiend, Genie, Hexblade, Old One, Undead, or Undying. I went with Old One. Good. Don't do Undying. It's trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this will give me uh, access to aberrant spells, and I can communicate telepathically. Yeah, Great Old One is a good, it's a good subclass. Yeah. It's fun. Again, so, not the strongest, but it doesn't have to be maximized to be crazy fun. <laughs> Especially if you choose some like really fun invocations, you can really lean into the weirdness. Mm-hmm. So if you guys don't mind, since it actually had me go through this, uh, I'll give you the, um, hopefully the brief version of my character concept. Because it ties into uh, the archetype in some ways. Um so the patron that I picked, um, so Katoru as a warlock, <laughs> uh, the patron that I picked as a warlock, you get a patron who actually gives you your powers, uh, or I, you steal them from or a patron. Steal yeah. <laughs> Either way. Um, so I picked, uh, Halal, which is the, uh, God of humor, inspiration, messages, storytelling, Tricks, learning, invention, uh, pleasure, 
And so I said, appre- oh my. Uh, he appreciates laughing and random acts of hilarity. Okay. And so to build into this, one of the the main spells that a, a warlock takes, and we'll get into this more in a different episode. Eldritch Blast. It's Eldritch Blast. Say the line, warlock. <laughs> but, and I say that with a little bit of irony, uh, I'm going to flavor my Eldritch Blast as a hand fart kill. <laughs> <laughs> Coach is going to love that one. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you doing like so, the, the hand in the armpit? Oh, no, no, no. No, full on hand on the butt. Like, Fart oh, like a like a throat. like a cupcake. Oh dear God! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Come on, a ten-year-old is going to use. Oh no, I know. I love it, and it's great. <laughs> but then I I added on to my uh, my characteristics, and also cast Tasha's hideous laughter the same way. Exactly. <laughs> or dissonant whispers. I took smells so bad that they run away. <laughs> I'm taking both of those. Um, but I, I added on to this a little bit with uh, some character um, traits. And I just said, he is a childlike disdain for uh, authority and elders. And he's always playing pranks and making jokes. So Very nice. when I play this character, I really need to lean into that and look up some terrible jokes that a kid might <laughs> <laughs> might say and we have like a that, so. we have a book that's like a hundred dad jokes mm-hmm. well y- yes and no I, yeah dad jokes I want, are like, different than kid child jokes. jokes that are just awful that's like fair. they're not you're funny an orphan which <laughs> you're knock, an knock. urchin which means you're probably an orphan right and all you, you have to do is just keep saying knock knock because that's their favorite knock 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 or the orange one or the banana. I was, say. was that a nod to my child? <laughs> <laughs> that is a nod to, to several every children. Child. <laughs> every child. All right. So uh, then it comes up with how, what you want to do with your hit points, which the way we do it and the way it recommends doing it in the books is whatever your hit die is, uh, max it out and then add your constitution modifier. So as for, a first pal- yeah, first for first level. Yeah, for first level. For first level. After that, it's a rolling. For first level. Um, well, it's it's however your DM chooses to yeah. do it. He can do the average, you can do the roll, or he can just say like, hey, you know, take maximum if he is planning on running a combat brutal mm-hmm. type of game. Um, but yeah, so hit point or hit die maximum plus con mod, which every class has a different hit die. Paladin's tanky, you get a 10. Warlock is a spellcaster, you get an 8. Druid is an 8 because, again, spellcaster. And then we have our real beefcake over here with Coach Hedge that gets a D12. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yep, so we start off with 10. She looks real smug with that one. starts off with 14. (laughs) I start off with 13. Nice. And then you get to name your character. Which is the worst part. Yes. The hardest part. I'm playing mm-hmm. a tiefling. It's really easy to name a tiefling. Just pick a virtue or make some weird guttural sounds and have an infernal name. Yeah. I went with Joey Esteros. Mm. That's cute. <laughs> like it. I know. You're going to do 
How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> yeah, he's just starting to like girls, so he's gonna go up to everyone and be like, hey, "How you doing?" <laughs> Naming's the worst for me, so <laughs> you come up with some really good names, though. Yeah, just takes a long yeah, time. Yeah, just takes a little. Bit, Boom! Yeah. Compassion, got it done. <laughs> Can we call you Pash? If you feel like it, yeah. <laughs> but will you answer? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you guys are his friends. There you go. That is uh, essentially the basics of character creation. Um, you don't want to hear my name. That's fine. I do want to hear your name. No, you don't get to hear it. Is it Coach Hedge? No. What is it? It's just Coach. coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come up with a name later. <laughs> That's a good one, though. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. When creating, I always just put a letter, and then mm-hmm. last minute before we start, I decide on a name. I usually start with Z's. I don't Fan- know why it just happened. Naturally. Fantasy name generator is your friend. No, no. I just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> the I did uh, come I up with the last do. name with uh, fantasy name gen- generator, or I go onto Google Translate and start punching in different things into different uh, languages and hmm. find out, or Lingo Jam, like a. Uh, so my, my character in Curse of Strahd, his, his real name was Jolti. And uh, that in the Infernal Translator meant defiance. Mm-hmm. So he had an infernal name that was also a virtue name. Huh. Or like when I did a fire genasi, I just looked up different uh, words for red and came up with vermilion, which is a color of red. There you go. Nice. So yeah. that or, was. Did, did anybody else have anything? Go nope. for it. I was just going to say one of your other ones mm-hmm. was the uh, dragonkin from Starfinder. Oh, well, that's Starfinder. That's Starfinder. We're not talking about that right Fine. now. I know. Damn. This is but D&D. it's still a name. Stop it's a it. fun name. Mm-hmm. I'm getting into my 10-year-old character. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Leave I... me alone. Uh, uh, gladly. No. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to DM for that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> terrible 10-year-old. Nose goes... <laughs> Oh, that's your name. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. no, but I'm Coach Heads. I need you. True, we need you. <laughs> yeah, All right. It Joel it is. No. There we go. Joel. <laughs> it's actually not a bad idea so that you could actually play. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so that was uh, that was the basics of character creation. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining us and letting us talk for way, way too long. Uh, join us next time when our topic is going to be, I'm not your therapist. You are not my patient. This is not a therapy session. (sighs) Fine. We can resolve your issues through role play. Why aren't you paying me for this? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again for listening to Critical Friendship. Uh, If you have any questions concerning anything we discussed today, you can email us at criticalfriendshippodcast at gmail.com or comment on our Instagram at criticalfriendshippodcast and we will try to answer as many as we can on our next episode. But as for now, ah, dang it, I rolled in that one on giving the outro. Every time, Dan. Do better. (laughs) And thanks again for the guest stars. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Another nat one.